Welcome to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker, presented by Allen Electric. And now, here's T.J. Walker. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you this week. Absolutely flying by a beautiful day here in Louisville in the Kentucky Anna area. Finally, a little sun, uh, which I don't necessarily care for, but I know a lot of other people do. Uh, But it is pretty. There is no denying that. It's going to be a short show for you today, just just going the hour. It's a Throwback Thursday edition that goes back to a few months ago when the show was only an hour. So uh, we'll, we'll close it at five, but with it being a shorter show, it is going to be jam-packed with content. We're going to have Rob Doster on, who's usually our Tuesday guest. We'll have him on today. Uh, we'll have him on around 4.30. We'll talk basketball. We'll talk UNC, and I'm sure we'll probably get offhand uh, and talk a little something wild i would imagine we will we will talk plenty of unc today as they make public their notice of allegations from the ncaa i spent uh probably 20 30 minutes glancing over the 59 page document if you read that thing word for word it would have taken a lot more than 20 to 30 minutes Uh, but i feel like i've got the nuts and bolts so we'll talk about that john calipari speaks to the media today talks about the loss to wisconsin talks about next season he had a radio interview with Dan Patrick today, which uh, was funny, and a lot of people are getting worked up over, uh, which is so silly. I mean, it's anything John Calipari does is going to gain attraction one way or the other. Uh, we'll we'll speak a little bit about that. NBA Finals talk tonight or start tonight. We'll we will give some predictions, talk a little bit about the finals, and uh, LeBron James looking to win his third NBA championship. Um. I'm sure there's plenty of other stuff we're going to talk about along the way. It's Throwback Thursday, which is important. Uh, We're going to play our Throwback Thursday game, which absolutely stumped Trevor a few weeks ago the last time we played it. Uh, So we'll do that again. Trevor, how are you? I am excellent. And I didn't get stumped. I had some technical difficulties with my headset. It threw me off my game. It had nothing to do with you stumping me. I I was thrown off by uh, items going on inside and around me. But you, you still didn't get any. You didn't get the. You never got the year right. No, I did. I got it nineteen fifty seven. See, I remember the year. I don't think you did. It took me a few more times than it had in the past. I didn't knock it out in one try or less than three like I did before. But I got it done. Don't, and don't and don't. You don't have to worry. You can you can try and think you think you can stump me. You can. It's cute that you you think that. But went, uh, it's I, coming. We went we went through all the hints. So I actually added hints this time just in case uh, we have that problem again. Oh, we won't um, have that problem. Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't take you that long. Uh, we'll get to that. I guess we'll probably do that in the last segment, I would imagine, Trevor. Uh, yeah, well, Rob's about 4.30, so uh, yeah, we can yeah, – because you're right. We won't need much time for it because I'll knock it out in like two, three hints if, if, no. uh, at most. We might want to start it now so we can get it in for this hour show, <laughs> come, to, come to think of it. Um, if you want to play along, you can tweet in at T. Walker Rivals. You can call in 502-384-1450 on the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram buzz line. Where should we start today? Let's start with, with John Calipari speaking to the media because we're going to talk a lot about UNC uh, with Rob Doster, and, and we're probably going to talk about that here pretty soon because that's kind of the news of the day. Uh, but with John Calipari talking to the media today, first time he's spoken uh, with the media in a long time. It, it really might be, I guess, since the players, the seven players, decided to enter the NBA draft. Now, he was holding this press conference off for a few reasons, one of which was they wanted to make sure the assistant coach was officially hired, that being Tony Barbie. That did happen. 
Also, he wanted to wait till the end of the recruiting season, although that's not technically the case. And a, and a little side note, tidbit, Jamal Murray, the remaining 2015 guard uh, that UK is looking at, well, currently 2016, but going to be 2015, is officially visiting Oregon right now. We talked about that, I think, yesterday on the air, about how that visit was initially canceled. Um, there might have been some reasons why he canceled it. Why, as we have it, it's back on now. So make of that what you will. Uh, he is heading to or is in Eugene for a visit. I guess a quick little side note on that. If I'm a Kentucky fan, I wouldn't worry too much about it. I tweeted today that it's not ideal for Kentucky that he's going to visit Oregon. And a lot of Kentucky fans tweeted me or texted me freaking out saying, acting like I I was saying that he was not going to go to Kentucky. I don't think that's the case. But obviously, if you're UK and and you've got this big priority for your recruiting class, you don't want him to go test out the waters. If you're you're talking to somebody, Trevor, you don't want her to go on other dates. Uh, You'd want her to be committed to you. So it's not ideal. Especially when you look like me. You don't want any any chance of her seeing any other options. You don't want any competition. Now, I I don't know if Kentucky's basketball (laughs) program would be the equivalent to you, but I'll, I'll give you... I'll give you maybe a, a Marquette. <laughs> hey, 1977 national champion. I'll take it. And uh, Captain Arctic says that uh, Jerry Meyer now has Jamal Murray going to Oregon. If you follow Jerry Meyer on 24-7 with his little crystal ball, you're you're going to get motion sickness following how often he switches picks and moves picks from one school to the other. Uh, maybe he goes to Oregon. Maybe he doesn't. But this isn't the first time Jerry Meyer picked Oregon as the choice. He's also picked Kentucky as a choice. If you continue to move that thing around from spot to spot, you're bound to get it right. Uh, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry too much about that. Was that a shot at a competing uh, service? It's not a shot at competing in service. It's a, a minor shot at Jerry Meyer, who I respect and I think is great when it comes to scouting. Um, players, but uh, he, he is all over the place with his predictions. I mean, and I know recruiting changes from time to time. Uh, there was a time where I thought Carlton Bragg would end up at UK. There was a time I thought Malik Newman would end up at UK. A time Jalen Brown uh, that I thought he would end up at Kentucky. So things change in recruiting, but man, things change a lot faster for Jerry Meyer um, and his picks even faster than that. So uh, that wasn't a shot, just a, 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 a kind of, you know, a heads up. Okay. Not to put too much stock into it, but uh, kind of lost track of, of of where I was. So him going to Oregon isn't the most ideal situation for Kentucky, but not the end of the world. That visit has been planned for a long time. Um, Oregon has been recruiting him a very long time. If you want to look at it in a positive spin, Trevor, it could be just a kind of a pity visit almost, saying, hey, I know I want to go to Kentucky, uh, I saw all I saw, or I saw all I needed to see when I went down there and visited. I heard all I needed to hear. I think I can be a, a top five draft pick there. But Oregon's been recruiting me a long time. They've been wanting me to get out to Eugene uh, and, and take a visit. I need to, uh, I need to be respectful of that. Go out there, give them one last shot, see exactly what they have to offer, and then I'll come home and and weigh all my options. And he actually could be um, potentially making more official visits, but. You know, it, as of right now, it doesn't really matter. If, he, if he's not even 100% sure that he can reclassify, then it doesn't really matter what he does. He can go take all the visits that he wants. He's basically just trying to kill time, waiting to make sure his credits transfer over and all that. I've said all along, once he's officially in the class of 2015, that's when things are going to start to move. And that's when, if you're a Kentucky fan, you should start to really focus in, concentrate in on this recruitment 
and where he may end up. So we still have a little time uh, for that. But anyways, uh, back to back to John Calipari's comments. So he spoke with the media today and uh, announced that Trevor, he'd be running for president when he first sat down at the table uh, and said that he'd be running with for an in, the independent party uh, and his platform would be Everybody Eats. You think that would win? I think he might be the first time of the, the Kentucky wasn't a red state in the election if he did run. He could run for president and, and carry Kentucky without a doubt. Without a doubt, he could do that. Uh, but I, but he was joking, by the way. He's not actually going to run for president. Oh, he wasn't serious, really? I don't think so. No, I don't. He, he also, he could he could probably run for governor if he wanted to in this state and be, um, you know, it is a red state. But he 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 leans the other way, and I, I still think even the most conservative Kentuckians would probably vote for him. He'd win if he he'd get some some office job of some kind. I mean, he doesn't need Richie Farmer to give him a cushion job now that he's good enough to get it on his own. I agree. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, so talking about next season, he talked about the Wisconsin loss, and it's the same thing we've heard time after time, saying he never thought Kentucky was going to lose, this and that. Has um, he ever watched film on the game yet? Uh, that, I don't know if he has or hasn't. I don't think he has. Still, still, but, still doesn't know anything about Wisconsin's team? Becoming, no. But coming handy at some point, maybe again down the road, you know. No. I, I, you know, that's uh, – that was like, a shot, by the way. I feel like you're taking a little bit of a shot there. Yeah, that was. Um, it reminds me of an Always Sunny episode, but you don't, you haven't watched that far into the season, so I'm not even going to reference it to you. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be worthless, but that's all right. Um, there's a, a, a scene where they want to do some playful banter, and then Mac freaks out uh, <laughs> and, and kind of forgets that it was supposed to be playful banter. Um, but anyways, uh, you, that, that, that was a, a subtle shot. Trevor and I don't know if you're in the position as a as a as a fan of a team that since 2009 has only beaten John Calipari once to take any shots at him. That's true. That's a good point. But here's a, b- a better point is to say that I am a fan of a team that has a more recent championship. And that point is meaningless when they're within one year. It's not like Kentucky's last championship was 1942. Hey, it's still it's still more recent. You, you know, you can buy a 2013. Would you rather have a 2012 or 2013 car? <laughs> I, would you rather have? Uh, eight cars or three cars? Uh, if those three cars are newer, I'll take them. <laughs> well, they're they're not all newer. Some are newer, and then uh, Kentucky and their eight collection also has some nice classic cars well, that are could, probably worth we could, probably worth more money. We could do this all day. I've got UK friends uh, hanging around me constantly. I, I, I'm this isn't this is in my wheelhouse, buddy. See, this is why this is uh, you know we're getting off topic here, but this is what I, I hate what little fans do is they do do the we have the most recent national championship. Uh, gee, you want to you know why? Because it's one of the few things we have. Yeah, and you know, at least you admitted that. But listen, Kentucky has a, a better overall basketball program than Louisville. And that's they probably have a better overall basketball program than than anybody. So it's not and I know it's a rivalry and Louisville fans won't ultimately like to admit that although they all know it. But to say that you have the most recent national championship when Kentucky's is a year prior, where they also beat you on that way to a national championship, it's it's such a stupid argument. Because then Kentucky fans will can say, "Well, we've got the most recent Final Fours," and then Louisville fans can say, and you know, can just go on back and forth and back and forth. Well, that's Post- the love, love, that's the beauty of rivalry, though. That's the obnoxiousness of an rivalry. Both programs have been have been great lately. Uh, it's been it's been fun to watch their success. Kentucky maybe slightly better. But Louisville also the more recent national championship, uh, although Kentucky's been back to the title game since then and back to the Final Four since then, where Louisville hasn't. Uh, but 
to say uh, that's just that's a that's a terrible thing to hang your hat on is that it's more recent when Kentucky's is just a year before then. Again, if it was two thousand one and you said, well, we have the most recent one since then, I could understand it. Uh, but in that context, it doesn't really work. Anyways, can I get to what John Calipari talked about today, Trevor? Jeez. Yeah, I'm done poking fun at you. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll save that for later when me and Doster talk to, talk to you about uh, yesterday's discussion at the end of the show. Oh, the action movies? Yeah, you've been going, nope. to, going to Doster. You've got it coming. Don't worry. We'll wait for Doster for that. Well, remember, we don't have a ton of time to mess around with, with Doster. We've got an hour show today, and I'd actually like to get in some sports questions with him. We will. It seems we, we, we always priorities. Okay. All right. Well, as long as we can we can stay on schedule, uh, I'll be okay with that. One interesting thing that I thought John Calipari talked about today. I'm I'm going to get this in whether you you like it or I'm not. I'm using my mic. I'll let you talk. I won't say any more backhanded <laughs> comments or jokes. Um, he he mentioned that it's going to be a team that one they're going to maybe run more pick and roll on. Um, they're going to probably do a little bit more dribble drive. I think it's going to be a more exciting brand of basketball to watch than we've seen the last two years, uh, really the last three years, if you want to throw in the NIT year, which why wouldn't you, or if you hadn't already put that in the back of your memory or completely forgotten about it. It's probably going to be the most fun style of basketball Kentucky fans have seen from a UK team since the national title team. And then, you know, you could even debate debatably say it's going to be more fun to watch it might not be a better team than some of these past john calipari teams but it's going to be a fun team to watch and and john calipari kind of touched on why that is speaking with the media today they're going to run more dribble drive which means more people are moving it's not going to be more stand around you're not going to see john calipari ideally wait late into the shot clock like he did at times this past season Uh, it's going to be more at the rim action which that at times has been the case um, you're going to get more shots. You're going to get more pick and pops. It's if you're an if you're a fan of offensive basketball, which who isn't, uh, it's probably going to be more entertaining and more appealing to you. He talks about that you're going to have multiple pick and roll kind of players and and sets where you can use. Which if you think about it, that's true. You know, if you're going to have Scalabissier come up and set a pick for Isaiah Briscoe, a guy can, that can take it off the dribble, go to the rim, and then Scal can also hit that shot. You're going to have just a lot of options, a lot of not necessarily plays, but you're going to have a lot of sets just in those two players. Um, so you're going to have a lot more options on this Kentucky team, and John Calipari pretty much reiterated that uh, uh, speaking to the media today. And he also said that no two guys are alike. Uh, no two guys are similar, which kind of made me think, and it made me run through the players and, and who can do what and, and what skill they're bringing. And really, he's right, Trevor. Uh, on this Kentucky team, you're not going to have two guys that – that basically bring the same thing to the table. Now, if you wanted to say that Tyler Ulis and Isaiah Briscoe are similar because they are both point guards, they do have a, they do have some similarities in their game. Uh, they're both great passers, but their similarities in their games are more attributes versus style of play. Their style of play is different, and John Calipari talked about that. Um, I, I'm trying to find the quote of exactly what he said. It, it made you think that... Um, you, you couldn't really tell which player he was talking about because he called Tyler Eulis a pit bull. Uh, that could be an adjective used to describe Isaiah Briscoe as well. Uh, but they are different in terms of what they do with the ball, despite both being point guards. You bring in uh, Jamal Murray, if that is to happen, he's different from what everything everything UK has to offer. Then you go in the front court, you've got different kinds of players. Marcus Lee, not not great offensively. Scalabissier can do it all. Alex Poitras. Uh, can also do it all to a, to a smaller limitation. 
it is going to be a fun team, and I think John Calipari is going to have more fun with this team. He also mentioned that it might maybe is going to be a team that he's going to be able to press more with, which if there's – he talks for 35, 40 minutes, which is that's generally how long Rick Pitino talks, Trevor, uh, to the media. John Calipari generally doesn't, but I guess with it being summer, nothing else going on, he felt a little more friendly. Spoke for a very, very long time. Um, but he talked about how they may be able to press a bit more. And out of everything he said, that's probably the one thing I didn't necessarily disagree with. But if I, I wish I'd been there at the press conference, well, I probably wouldn't have asked this, to be honest, just because it would have came off as maybe petty. I don't know if that's the right word. But um, if he feels like he can press with this team next year, then why the hell didn't you press with this team last year when you had 10 guys, um, several athletes, this team next year probably going to be more athletic. But just from a, a sheer number standpoint, you could have, without a doubt, had a full-court press that could have been efficient and really sped up the game. But I guess that's, he, he that's did, neither. He did, he did token press with Tyler Eulis a lot of times, though, who was his best probably defender. I think one of the reasons he didn't press as much, I agree with you, when it makes sense to go, why don't you press when you have 12 guys deep like last year? Yeah, but of those 12 guys, especially with the Harrison Twins who got most of the minutes, weren't the best defenders. And you can get burned a lot of times when you press if you don't press correctly. Well, more so, you know, I, I think not only should they have maybe pressed a bit more, and you're right about the on-the-ball defending of the Harrison twins, uh, but maybe even trapped a little bit more just with that with that depth and, and take out. with that size some, that they have at 6'5", yeah. With the size and length. Uh, at worst, you know, you, you eat up the shot clock, and I don't have to tell, I don't have to remind you, a Louisville fan, of uh, of how the press can work with with eating up shot clocks and, and and getting back on defense. But even with that team last year, if you pressed with the with the Harrison Twins, who who weren't the best on the ball, then you're still speeding up that offense, the the opposing offense, and hopefully trapping them into making poor decisions or attacking the rim. Which guess who's waiting there? Maybe two of the better shot blockers in college basketball last year. And Willie Cauley Stein and and Carl Anthony Town. So uh, that that's one thing where he he mentioned they may press more. It makes you wonder why the hell they didn't press more last year, but they still won 38 games and came up just short of potentially going 40 and 0. So you can't question it all that much. But the idea of them pressing next season would be uh, it would be more fun for Kentucky. He's never really pressed at at all during his time at Kentucky, at least for the duration of the season. So I kind of don't know if I believe it. We'll see. It is going to be a team that is, again, like I said, going to be fast, going to be athletic. He used to press at UMass and at uh, Memphis at, at certain times, though. He did. He did. He just hasn't done it at Kentucky. And I, I think the reason he – since he's gotten to Kentucky, and I think I've mentioned this on, on the show before, he – you know, I, I, I think John Calipari is a really underrated coach. But I, I think he worries at times that he's going to hurt his team, and, and this might be manipulated and twisted into me basically saying that he thinks that that I'm trying to say that I don't think he's a good coach or he he does this or that. I'm not doing that at all. But I think what John Calipari thinks when he gets on the court, as probably most coaches think, is what has to happen for me to win this game. What has to happen for me to lose this game? And since he's been at Kentucky, I think his mindset is I've got better players in this team. I've got more talent than this other team that I'm playing. Something has to go wrong for us to lose. So I think he's been a bit more conservative at Kentucky, where at UMass and Memphis, he didn't have better players. He didn't have more talent. He had to get creative. He had to find ways to speed teams up, uh, force turnovers, do this and do that. So I don't think you've seen as much press just from that notion of, we've got this as long as we play our game. We don't need to try to get cute. We don't need to try to wear ourselves out or make us vulnerable in other areas. Let's play five-on-five basketball, and we'll show you that we're the better team. 
I, 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 that's true. I, I, I cannot disagree with John Calipari any more than 110%. That's like playing prevent defense in football to me. And, and you know, I, I can see why people disagree with it, but I also see why that notion is that it's sound. But the thing that people for the you know the, the way you beat it is okay what about when the other team starts to do things how are you going to adjust to it and at times John Calipari has done a great job adjusting at times there's been some off games I still think he's a good coach I, th- I still think he's an underrated coach but the the notion is sound Trevor if if you you know I, I'm trying to think of a, an example that I can bring home for why, you why tip the boat if you have all the if you have the biggest boat exactly yeah. if you're if you're playing video games and you have, you know, even if you're, uh, do you play FIFA, Trevor? I do. So if you have FIFA, and when we ever, we and my friends play FIFA, we do random teams. If if I get Brazil, and the person I'm playing gets South Korea, well, I'm not going to have to play all aggressive on FIFA. I, I'm not going to need to uh, play a very offensive style to attacking. I've got the better team. The goals are going to come. I just need to worry about not messing up and and blowing it somehow. So you want to you, you want to go with the Muhammad Ali uh, sit back and 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 bob and weave and let them wear them out and then take them out and then finish them Mortal Kombat style that way. Opposed to I'm more of a let's curb stomp them right away and then we'll cruise the rest of the way. Yeah, and you know what? That's what John Calvary hasn't done at Kentucky. And a lot of UK fans don't like that. And uh, even further on a boxing reference, it's almost a Mayweather approach where yeah. in that Pacquiao fight, he knew he wasn't going to lose. He had to mess up or make a huge mistake to lose because he knew he was the more talented boxer uh, and the better boxer. So make Pacquiao do something crazy for for something to have to happen. Uh, just sit back, relax, enjoy, do your thing, and you're going to end up winning. That's kind of John Calipari's approach. We need to hit commercial break so we can get Doster on because we're already running late. Uh, and it's going to be a short show. So stick around here on 1450 of the Sports Buzz. We'll be right back. I'm not ready to say what movie, what action movie I think is the best or second best or make my list. Titanic is better. A boat, a boat crashes. Iceberg, run ahead! It, it, uh, over 1,500 people died. That's a lot of action, a lot of dying. Jack! Jack! There's a I hate thinking how to put that together, Trevor. Actually, it took me about 20 minutes. I, I don't know. I had had to take you longer than that. Uh, I still stand by what I said. And, I, and I, you know, I think the, the Titanic has plenty of awards to show for it. Uh, we've got Rob Doster on. Rob, how are you? Well, I mean, I'd be a lot better if you would stop calling Titanic an action. Did you and Trevor talk about this before the show started? Uh, did we talk about what this debate and the what we're talking about? What the argument? So uh, I guess not. I guess you all didn't. No talk. comment. No comment. Uh, for okay, if you don't want to say Titanic is an action movie, which there's plenty of action throughout, 
Um, that's it's okay. It's not an action movie. It's not an action. It's, there's nothing to say about it. It's not an action movie. That is a fact. That's a factual statement. It's like you, saying Lexington is in Kentucky. You could you could make a case for it being an action movie. It's debatable. There, no, there's there, it's not. Well, we're yeah, well, we're debating it right now. Uh, but even if you don't <laughs> no, want to say, we're not. We're not. I'm well, telling you, you're wrong. Well, we are. It, this it's it's. If you, you're missing my point, if you don't want to say it's an action movie, okay, I'm I'm okay with that. I'll disagree with you, but that's fine. But it's still a better you, movie than you saying. You saying Titanic is an action movie is like me saying that Eastern Kentucky is a better basketball program than Kentucky. No, because that's just factually not true. You can make a case for it being an action. Titanic is factually not an action movie. I did. Listen to the song. What do you what do you look for in an action movie? A lot there's, more than what's going on in Titanic. It's not an action there's, movie. There's blood. There's people dying. There's a lot. There's a lot. Uh, and you know, we 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 can spend more time debating what makes up an action movie for a different show. But my point is, even if you don't want to say it's an action movie, I'm okay with that. It's still better than Gladiator. It's still a better movie than Gladiator. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I didn't it like is. it too much. I didn't like it, it is. too much. I also didn't like Gladiator all that much, though, so. I like Gladiator. Neither of them are as good as Die Hard. Neither of them are well, as good as Die Hard, and, and that is the only factual statement that's been made on this show. Amen. It's, uh, you know, a, a quick Google search. The first entry is Titanic, an action movie. Disaster movies qualify as action. So there we go. So, ba- yeah, basically, hold on, so basically, hold on. anything can be where, an action movie. From, you can't just Google random things. Oh, if you want to know where it comes from, you're going to lose your argument. It comes from theactionelite.com, which means it's elite. <laughs> just like our boy Joe Flacco. <laughs> All right, you, Titanic you know, you is an action me. movie. You got me. And making elite. You, win. Um, you can't argue with actionelite.com. Everybody knows it. I mean, and this is from an article from March 3rd, 2013. So, uh, it's it's a it's an argument that has lasted the test of time. Uh, what else it's is going on? It's obviously a major topic of It's obviously a major topic of discussion. I'm sure we're not the sport the first sports radio uh, show to to dissect this this movie and and where it belongs, but um and, and also, you know, who who directed it? Who's the director of Titanic? I mean, that doesn't really matter, does it? James Cameron, Kinda. by the way. Kinda. I mean, obviously I, know who, obviously I know who it is. I've been binge-watching Entourage to get ready for the movie, so I know who directed Titanic. We've been, hey, we've been talking Entourage, too, on this show. Isn't that weird, Trevor? Rob, TJ is determined that he's uh, re-watching the entire Entourage as well for the movie, and he's yet to find one ugly person. Can you confirm no, or deny th- that? There's <laughs> there, been there are no ugly people in Entourage. <laughs> Even one, even if you want to t- say that there's been one that there's probably been none that have a significant role. There's one where they actually have a back and forth that lasts for a few minutes, uh, but there's not one that oh, even. No, has you a, know what? You know what? The the episode. Well, I don't even know if what I can actually say on the show regarding this episode, but it was the one well, where Turtle and Drama met up with one of Drama's old flames. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know exactly which one you're talking about. And then they're they're in the hot tub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, those those people are not, but I wouldn't consider that like a significant role. So that yeah, you know what? There's another one that I kind of left off. There's another one where there's a girl at Blockbuster that they talk to for a little bit that is not uh, overly attractive. It's just kind of a yep. such a, a fantasy world that the Entourage boys live in. But ha, ha, when when are you going to see about, that movie? Uh, what about Lloyd? How do you feel about Lloyd? I think well, we, we're we're mostly talking girls, but I think Lloyd is in a an attractive human being. Yeah. You know, he's not. He's, he's not. Got bit, he's got a little bit of style. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. He, he's fashionable. He carries himself high. Um, you know, he's he, he seems like a, a fine fellow. I wouldn't I wouldn't consider him unattractive. But he when are you going like to see the movie? Upon occasion, unlike the producer of this show, <laughs> you're, you're, you know, uh, Trevor, you're kind of like my Lloyd. You're kind of my assistant. You keep things. <laughs> yeah, you are. Uh, please don't ever say that again. <laughs> Anyways, when that, you see that the makes movie, you bro? Ari then. <laughs> I'm fine you know with that. Funny, I love you know what I've always found funny about Entourage? I've never been able to quite wrap my head around this. The guy that plays Vince is like by far the worst actor on the show. Like it's not even yeah. it's not even close. And he generally he's has the least go on. He's the least believable character. Like everybody else on the show, you can at least be like, all right, you know, I buy into them a little bit, even if they are kind of ridiculous. But like Vince is just I don't know. He just does not come off like a movie star at all. He's a terrible actor, worst worst actor on the show. And it's funny because he's the guy that's supposed to be the great actor, the Mark Wahlberg. And, and they, they don't give him a ton of lines to begin with, so he has kind of the easiest role where he just goes around and hooks up with girls and says little one-liners here and there, whines from occasion. I kind of agree with that. He, he is not overly believable as a as a movie star in that show. Um, he's. I still like his character a lot more than E. E is unbelievably obnoxious. Yeah, he's just his character. He he does a good job. Of by the, end, that by the end of the guy. show, by by the end of the show, like the only reason that I was watching it was for the interaction between Turtle and Drama. The rest of the show was just ridiculous. Like something crazy would happen, and then all this awful stuff would happen, and then. All of a sudden, just magically, like out of nowhere, they don't even tell you why. It's just like, hey, guess what? Everything is good again. They're going to get the movie, and they're going to make a million dollars, and they're rich, and they all fall in love with the hot people. And it was, it got a little, uh, a little absurd by the end. Yeah, it, we're binge watching it. My girlfriend had never seen it before, so I'm, we're we're going through it before we go and see the movie. And it, it didn't take long for her to pick up on the storyline throughout the eight seasons. They're, they're highs and then they're lows and then there's some surprises. And when you think something good's going to happen, something bad's going to happen. It's the show is unbelievably predictable. Um, but I, I'm still going to see the movie and I still enjoy the show. All those things being said, um, it's, it's a short show today, Rob. So we can't have you on as long as we would have liked. So I've got to ask you at least one sports question. What did you make of UNC releasing their uh, notice of allegations from the NCAA. What are some of the, the highlights in, in that 59-page document? Uh, I think the, the biggest highlight for North Carolina fans is that if you're a basketball fan, men's basketball fan, today was a good day. Uh, Roy Williams' name was only mentioned once in the entire notice. Um, the women's basketball team is the one that's going to take the brunt of it. Uh, the, the, there were five level one violations, which are the worst violations alleged by the NCAA. None of them specifically related to, um, to the men's basketball team. It was the women's academic advisor, um, the academic advisor for the Afro, the African and Afro-American studies 
department and then a professor in that department were both given level one violations. And then there's, you know, they got accused of all the academic fraud was listed as impermissible benefits, and that's going to include the men's basketball team. And there was a lack of institutional control in the oversight of all the academic side of this kind of stuff. And, and that's going to hit the men's basketball team as well. But there was nothing specific for the basketball team that is going to get them in a ton of trouble. Now, that doesn't mean that they are going to escape everything here, but this idea that, you know, they might get the death penalty or anything like that is completely off the table. The women's basketball team might. They, they could end up being in a lot of trouble. Um, but the, the men's basketball team, you know, based on what's in I, it's really hard to make a prediction on anything that's going to happen in terms of punishments based on what happened, what, what was listed in that allegation today. But I find it very hard to see the men's basketball team getting dinged with the uh, with a postseason ineligibility or with you know a, a banner getting taken down. They're, they're probably going to have a bunch of sanctions, uh, you know, recruiting violations, all that kind of stuff. But I think today, overall, today was a good day for North Carolina men's basketball. And even when they mentioned Roy Williams in that document, the one time they mentioned him, it was basically them just citing their sources saying, we interviewed at this time, and it gives the date, Roy Williams. And I even think like the, the quote that sums up his interview was he thought too many athletes were involved in that, uh, in that major, which is crazy to me that you can have this going on 2002 to 2011. In that document, it admits that um, these athletes, including basketball players, had benefits that not normal students had, and and still even throughout all that, not to mention uh, basketball specifically once, like you like you mentioned. Um, so a good day for UNC, as you say. So if you're a, a Tar Heel fan, what do you? Is it just sit and wait and 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 hope for the best because it's looking like the best is going to come your way? I mean, that's basically all you can do at this point. But I think that you know. Overall, it, it, like I said, it's it's a good day to be a North Carolina basketball fan. It's a good day to be a North Carolina basketball coach, and you know it's a good day to be Roy Williams. It, it, it just everything it it couldn't have gone any better than it did today, in my opinion, for him. So, you know, you got to uh, you got to think that he's celebrating tonight after the way that everything kind of played out. And and one last question before we let you go, and maybe maybe you know this, maybe you don't, but we keep seeing on Twitter and and on you know other websites that UNC the punishments will be handed down on the old standards of the NCAA and not this new reform standard uh, when it comes to a lack of institutional control. What exactly does that mean? And by all accounts, it seems like UNC may even get off easier based on that judging scale. Well, I think, basically, I think what it means is that since the violations occurred prior to 2011, the NCAA is going to punish them with the standards of, uh, basically, the standards of punishment from when those violations are committed. And I'm pretty sure that's what it means. Um, and I think, again, that's another thing that's probably a little bit of good news for North Carolina um, today after the way that everything kind of played out. So, you know, like I said, if you're a North Carolina basketball fan, I'm not sure that today could have played out any better for uh, for you than it did. Yeah, I, I I don't disagree with you at all. I'm I'm going to be curious to see how these punishments, what exactly comes from them. Um, it, Rob, thanks for coming on. I wish we had more time to discuss whether or not the Titanic is an action movie. It's not.
There's no discussion well, to be had. Says you, but we'll, we'll we'll table this discussion and debate for next week when we have you on. But uh, thanks a lot for joining us, and, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Take care, guys. See ya. Uh, I, I think you can make a case for it being an action movie, Trevor. I, I mean, I think you can make a case. I'm going to ask you this. If you were in a situation where you, you were being held hostage, would you have John McClane on your side or Jack Dawson? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not acting like he's a superhero. I know or you've never so- seen Die Hard, which is a shame in itself. I'm, but I'm not, I'm not trying to act like the Titanic is. It's... There's action, uh, plenty of action that goes on in that movie. There's action and in there's, any movie, though, if you use that by that criteria. I and mean, really, and, so, so and the really, Hangover's an action movie. No, no, um, no, no. There's quit. not action in that movie. Quit, quit. Okay, I'm but just... you, if you can recall the movie when they're when he's locked up down there, he's got to, you know, he's got to get in his bag of bag of tricks to find a way out. The only thing, one thing, always bugged me about that movie is speaking of sacrifice. Why doesn't the, the Kate Winslet ever pull him up on that door that's like ten feet long? Why does she yeah, make him freeze in in the water? That that's one yeah, thing that always bugged me about that movie. She is she is a murderer. <laughs> she, she there is she is as Hans Gruber to his uh, John McClane. Exactly. We <laughs> we need to have a commercial break so we can come back and play Throwback Thursday. You can play along. We're going to give hints. You got to guess the year. Uh, so Trevor, get your thinking cap on. We'll be right back here on fourteen fifty the Sports Bus. You're listening to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker. Hey, Brian, what do you think of my sign? Quagmire's cross-country tour. Uh, isn't there an O in country? Nope. Look out, California, here I come. <laughs> Presented by Allen Electric. Giggity, giggity, giggity. Relax, don't you ask when you want to go to rest. Relax. We're back to 50 of the Sports Buzz. It is Rollback Thursday. We're going to see if we can stump Trevor. So here's how we play. I will give a clue. Uh, some will be sports related. Some will not. Will be top. Will be world events, uh, United States events. What's going on at this time in in the year? I'm not going to give away which year it was. We've had we've had years in 1919. We've had years in the 1990s, the 2000s. The any it's it could be any year. Uh, any year really where sports are going on. Um, so we will give one clue. We will allow Trevor to try to guess the year. I will give another one. He will get to guess one year after each clue. We'll see how long it takes him to get it. Trevor, are you ready to play? It's that time. What time is it? Damn time. What we going to do right here is go back, way back, back into time. Are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? Contestants, good luck. Now, question number one. Who discovered America? Dick York? Dude, if you have to ask, you'll never know. Okay, a simple wrong would have done just fine. All right, your first question. 1588. 
That is correct. I'm ready to knock this out of the park. All righty, then that then we'll see how you can do. Uh, and I, I love the intro to that. So let's play Throwback Thursday, presented to you by Allen Electric, Kentuckyana's first and only electrician dedicated to residential repairs. Six three six help is their number. All right, I'm going to start you off with a, a world event where, where sports are going to be saved for second. Don't. Joe Dorita from Curly from Three Stooges dies. Night. 1974. You are off, so wrong. So stupid. Your second one, we're going sports here, and, and tis the season. Colonial Affair wins the Belmont Stakes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you determined to stump me today. Um, 1982. That is wrong. I hate your delay. <laughs> I'll be honest, I have no clue at this point what the answer could be. <laughs> you haven't narrowed it down yet? I haven't narrowed it down one bit. I don't know if we have five minutes. It'll be enough time to get You might have to do more clues. What's All right, next? This, this might really end to a, t- a certain time frame. Gas is going for $1.16 a gallon. Okay, uh... 1994. Wrong. Okay, well, I've done the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Uh, we'll how, 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 old, how old the hell was Curly? We'll see if you're <laughs> able to narrow it. We'll see if you're able to narrow it in even further. Uh, Michael Jordan scores 33 points in Game 6 to help clinch an NBA championship. Oh, crap, they won Game 6 in every championship. Uh, literally every except for the first one when they won in five because they lost the first one in San Perkins three. Uh, da, 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 da. Say 1993. You got it. <laughs> I am the smartest man alive. Uh, I, I had a one in five chance of getting that. <laughs> well, that's impressive. So I knew you were. Um, I thought this would be UK sports. What's this Belmont crap? There's not, there's, you know, we can't do UK sports every time. And uh, let me, let me read some of the other ones. See, after each one, tell me how much it would help you or if it would help you. Boy Meets World uh, hits, hits TV. I would have known 90s at that point. I would have still been in, at least I would have known we were in the 90s. If you hadn't give if you give me that before Jordan, I would have known that. UK football goes six and six, finishing third in the SEC East. Oh, well, I mean, come on. They go 500 or less. That's anywhere between now and 1977. <laughs> The World Trade Center is bombed. Oh, 93. Yeah. That was, I, I still, I remember where I was when that happened, actually. I was at a card shop buying a wax box of basketball cards. Well, of course you are. That. Louisville basketball goes 22 and 9, loses in the Sweet 16 as a four seed. Yeah. We lost Louisville. Denny Crum was kind of had a knack for losing in the Sweet 16 for a while in a row. You know who they lost to that year? In 1993. Yes. Uh, 93, they would have lost to oh, – crap. I'm gonna, this is going to bug me. Don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. Uh, they were the four seed. Indiana. Calvert Chaney and Dwayne yep. Morton got at it in the game. Yep, that, that, that will do it. Uh, Beanie Babies are <laughs> created, and Toronto wins the World Series. Oh, well, now, come on. If you'd gotten the last one, you know I'd have knocked that one out of the park. Yeah, obviously I, wasn't gonna give, obviously I wasn't going to give that one to you first. 
I mean, um, that should have been yeah, that should have been the first one. At least I'd have known it was down to one or two years. Ironically, dude, he, Toronto hasn't had a postseason hit since Joe Carter's home run. Wow, that is not good. <laughs> no, it's not, especially for a Toronto fan like myself. What? Uh, who do you like in the NBA Finals? Starts tonight, nine nine o'clock. Cleveland versus Golden State. I would love a seven game series, but also I would love to be able to make enough money to have a car that had air conditioning as well. Uh, I think Golden State probably wins this series in more than likely five or six. I just I, here's the thing. I, I like Golden State, so I will say that. I like Golden State too, which I hate picking against LeBron. Absolutely hate it, and it's going to come back back to to bite me. I know it is, but they're not going to clinch in Cleveland. LeBron's not going to, and so it, it's either going to have to be Game Five, or it's going, or I guess Game No, it'll have to be Game Five or Game Seven. And I, I'm leaning towards Game Seven. I think this is going to be a phenomenal series. Uh, look forward to seeing how it all plays out. And, and the Cavs are six point dogs tonight, which I would, you know, if I had. Uh, some candy to throw down. I think I'd I'd put that on the Cavs. Tonight will be an important game, and I said five. Let me rephrase that to six because I think LeBron at least LeBron wins two games. LeBron is good enough to win two games in any series, no matter what, especially at this point in his career. I think. I don't like him, but I think Draymond Green's the difference in this series. Anyways, uh, we're out of time. What's going to happen next is if you missed the first half hour, that's coming on now, so it's going to be a replay. And then at 5.30 inside the press box with Nick Coffey, I'll be back for the full length of the show tomorrow. Uh, so thanks for listening. Thanks for Rob Doster coming on. Trevor, as always, a pleasure. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, thanks for listening. Is Entourage an action movie, by the way? Uh, that I would, yeah, sure. Why not? For 1450 The Sports Buzz, we'll see you tomorrow. KD, good fella. Demi from the Billbillies. Scales from Nappy Roots. We love our hometown. Let's go. Check. Now ain't nothing gonna stop me. And I'ma stand on my own and throw L for my old Kentucky home. Yeah.